The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. Again, boils and ghouls, as the Brandon Peter Spook Show continues its carousel of horror through the first season of Tales from the Crypt. Join me today for our final tale in the first season of Tales from the Crypt collection completed. The voice of Popcon and from Don't Flinch, the podcast, Michelle Suter Shoemaker. Hi, everyone. Hello, welcome back, Michelle. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's been a minute. It has. To still the same calendar um, year still the same calendar year true <laughs> um you're on the very popular um 90 soundtrack songs episode people yes. very much love that episode that was and fun you're back and you know uh considering all things considering we're doing anthology horror with tales from the crypt you are the horror host for a podcast venture that you and myself and mr brad shoemaker are part of called don't flinch this anthology horror and audio that someday, somehow, someday we talk about it a lot. We have a pilot. <laughs> we have things. There's art now. Yes. There's a, there's a picture of you. And yeah, so it's fitting, right? Yes. Anthology horror. Um, <laughs> speed, I like Tales from the Crypt, as we've been doing with this. Uh, everybody kind of like, what was Tales from the Crypt to you growing up? We're of the same generation, like the same age. So what... Where was it on your radar? How did it come to you? Did you were you into it back then? Well, when you first came to me to talk about it, mm-hmm. or um, and I watched the episode, I realized that the first episode came out in uh, what was it eighty nine eighty nine, and I was six years old, <laughs> and I was like, by the time I finally watched it. I was probably what, like 12, 13 mm-hmm. for the first time when we finally had cable because we never had cable growing up. When you uh, had to have premium cable to have it. Uh, yes. Too, so you're like, yes. I think I watched it like once at my grandparents' house because they had cable mm-hmm. and we were staying over late one night. But other than that, um, I didn't really get into it until later in the yeah. seasons, I guess, basically. Yeah, when it's, there's a uh, syndication. It's funny, like the same. It, it, now that we're at the end of this, like culmination, mm-hmm. and actually, this recording is the final recording. I recorded the others in some scattered order, so I have a feeling for you listeners, <laughs> you've been listening to me repeat things, have the same conversations, say factoids, add on to factoids early on, and then not say so much about them. It's it's a fun mess. The first one was the first <laughs> one recorded, and the last one was the last one recorded. Fun facts. Nice. Uh, but looking back, I feel like everybody I've talked, everybody I've talked to of the six guests I've had, I don't think anybody had HBO. We all knew of Tales from the Crypt. We wanted to watch it. It was always seeing it at someone else's house. Yep. Or when it came to syndication, or there's the VHSs that they put out to rent and stuff, or later on down the road, but you always wanted to see it. It's kind of weird that 
No, but like, did like the people who didn't want to watch Tales from the Crypt, they were the ones who had HBO, or did they just not care, or they weren't into? It's it's funny because it's like, no, I didn't have HBO. I didn't have HBO. I didn't have HBO. <laughs> I did, I saw it here. I was later in college when I is. It's so funny, right. and I I believe my guess where I we're all from around the same age range, which would have been the ones that were addicted to like wanting to know about Tales from Crypt. We were the ones that were like, hey, look, here's a Crypt Keeper cartoon. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so there was that, but it's very, yeah, very interesting. Nobody had HBO. We had cable, but you know, you had That's, to pay and you had the free yeah. preview weekends, but. Right. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's funny. It's weird. Yeah, it's weird. It, and now I mean, a lot of people have sense. HBO. Now, exactly. I think Nobody more people probably have HBO now than ever with HBO Max and a lot yep. of the AT&T uh, free service and stuff like that. Though, uh, as I say, I'm not sponsored by HBO Max here, even though I mentioned a lot. <laughs> it is my favorite streaming service. Uh, even though I have it for free through AT&T, I would pay for it, which is funny because Tales from Crypt, not there. Not on anything. I have a DVD set. You can find them on YouTube. Uh, why? Why is that? By the way, I have no idea. I wonder. I, I have I to wonder curious. if rights went somewhere. And there's just there's so much talent involved with this that writing the checks for royalties is a pain. But if they put it on DVD, I'd. I have to imagine it's easier to get like the streaming stuff sorted out. Like it'd be like a syndication thing, like TV rather right. as opposed to like the DVD, the DVD will always come. That's where they have to start taking out like musical cues and stuff when it comes to DVD. But when it comes to like syndicated broadcasting or streaming, they can usually, I think keep it, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's really odd. You think like HBO max when, you know, first thing, Oh, tales from Crips are all in here. Nope. Like maybe they remastered them HD for this. Nope. It's not even, I never made it to Blu-ray either. So, wasn't it on Amazon at one point? Was it? it I think it has come to some, but was, currently it is nowhere but to be found. Like nowhere to be found. Yeah. Mm. Man, that Crypt Keeper needs to be on all the time, and they need to it fix because, like, my DVD, as I've mentioned, the intro is just the int- the intro for the show is the intro of the DVD, and then when you click the episode, it just starts. I'm like, no, I want to watch the intro every time I watch. Exactly. The show. It's important to the show to have yeah. to be able to watch the intro. Right. I want to I'm like, hmm, 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 and then mm-hmm. want to jump out, and go, ah, tails. <laughs> exactly. I want that. I want that. But no, no. So yeah. But I brought you on for the final one. Collection completed as we complete <laughs> this. Uh, the director is Mary Lambert, who you'll know. She's a prolific music video director. I believe I've done one or two of her, or no, one of her videos on the show before already. But she know most notably. Pet Cemetery One and Pet Cemetery Two, and she's done lots of TV lately in her career. Very, very well known. She, she's films has come and gone. Nothing, I don't. Nothing really as big as Pet Cemetery One went to. She did that movie, The In Crowd, which I somehow remember yeah. from back in the day. Yeah. Um. Which was like sold as like it's maybe a horror film, but it's not. It's kind of just like <laughs> shitty teen. Exactly. It seemed more like a. I know what you did last summer. Slash. I don't know. It was yeah. just yeah. Nothing like what I've seen her do before. And it's a wonder if they the script. They're like, oh, we have to like if she's on board, she's directing this one. It's got pets and taxidermy. Like right. Okay. There's like, a lot of that. Really fitting that she went with it was this one that she went with but mm-hmm. um it's written by three people three uh a whitney brown battle Pete davis Rose. and oh. Rand- randolph davis 
so these guys, A. Whitney Brown was a prolific he, Saturday Night Live writer for many years and Daily Show writer for many years. Uh, Battle Battle Davis must have been got the hookup from Richard Donner, who is a producer on the show, because his only writing credit this is his only writing credit ever, and he was an editor on Lethal Weapon Three. So Richard Donner directs that. Maybe he's like, yeah, 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 sure, you can, you can write one of these uh but he also has written or uh, he edited frankie and johnny elvira mistress of the dark the ninth configuration and was assistant editor on glory the natural and heaven can wait so he's mainly an editor this is a stab at writing it was probably a favor but there's three people on this so i don't i don't know how that came about uh randolph davis the last one his only other notable writing credit not many writing credits uh Police Academy Mission to Moscow, which is nobody's favorite Police Academy movie. That's funny. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I looked. I was like, "Oh, jeez." I guess we have random comedy writers with an editor. <laughs> comedy with yeah. an editor, but yeah, Police. Uh, what'd you write? Um, I had Tales from the Clip episode. Anything else? <laughs> nope. 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 Mm-hmm. Big Police Academy fan. You write any of them? Nope. Mm-mm. <laughs> But yeah, those those are a writing tree. Like I think all of them have had just a single writer up to this point. And so this one maybe had rewrites. Maybe maybe the editor wrote it and they needed comedy punched into it. So they got these other two guys who were probably maybe hanging around each other at the time to punch it up. I don't know. Right. That's my guess. Well, I mean, I'm projecting this on it. It makes sense. I mean, at, at, at watching pet, the both of the pet cemeteries, there is not mm-hmm. really any comedy in it at all whatsoever. Mm. So you get like that with the episode that we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, you don't get any real comedy. I find it comical to watch it now, but yeah. there's no like comedy in it. Right. I don't know. True. Uh, but this it features an uptight elderly man uh, played by M. Emmett Walsh. And he retires and soon discovers his wife, played by Audra Lindley's obsession with adopting animals into their home, leading him to use the animals for a hobby of his own. And I'll tell you what, after this episode, I'm, I need to make sure I'm doing less podcasting, paying more attention to my wife. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like watching the episode the entire time, I mm-hmm. thought this guy was going to have a heart attack at any second. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the anger. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The anxiety, whatever he was going through, like. Yeah, he, I, it, I, I tended to focus on that because I was like, "Is he gonna like just drop dead in like second? for real in real life? <laughs> is he gonna like?" Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. Yeah, he, he went intense. It's for a comedic effect, but yeah, he he drives it home uh, mm-hmm. with it. And the crazy thing about this is like these two who are married. There's an 18-year age difference in them. Like, <laughs> M.M. at Walsh is 18 years younger than her, though they look like two years, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That's pretty... pretty I didn't realize that. Yeah. Nice. That's a, I, I noted in there, I was like, wow, she's much older than him. But, hey, cool on that. Cool on that. Uh, but he's a retired guy. So, like, the whole thing of this is, like, he's been... He's one of those planned for the future. Like, he's been working his ass off, ignoring everything... Or just like, ah, oh, I'm done because he works all day. And now he's going to live his life out, spend all the time with his wife. But it's like, but not yet. I got to do this first. I got to do this. <laughs> like, like, in the meantime, his wife has just taken animals and collected animals. Like, she's a whole house full of all sorts of animals. So if you like animals, 
watch all but like the end of this movie. <laughs> right. Well, my big thing with watching it is how did he not know that she was collecting it? Because apparently the entire neighborhood knew that she right. was collecting all these animals like crazy and was eccentric and talking mm-hmm. to them like all the time. Like, how did he not recognize it? That's was true. He, Ignorant you know? to it? That it like did he work like, like a third shift or <laughs> was it like I don't know. He immediately came home, sat down in his chair, watching TV mm-hmm. and fell asleep, and then immediately got up and did the same routine again. Like what? As I've said with a lot of these episodes, these were written for us just not just to take it, enjoy it for 20 minutes, and go <laughs> and not even think again. Because like think. all of these have these like high concept things that the minute we go back a couple layers, it's like, wait a minute. But it's like, nope. They want us to quick punch. They want yep. they want like taxi cab confessions or red shoe diaries to air right after and we forget about it. <laughs> and uh that and we just move we just enjoyed what we had while we had it. It's a high comedy. It's not taking itself seriously. Just it is what it is, and that's why we have to run. Cause I, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like it's yeah. like, what? But all these have been like, hey, just short window, this happens. Right. How was it while it happened? You only need to care about this window of time. But yeah, like how would he not notice? Because I mean, notice. She, he's got this retirement party, surprise party in the kitchen, which is a table full of cats and dogs. I loved it. That was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that was good. And she's really good with the animals too. I really buy her mm-hmm. love and adoration <laughs> towards them. But of course, okay. So... When he comes home from the retirement party after she slams the door in his face, yeah, and then you see the golden like what hammer, the hammer, yeah, he, he got yeah, a hammer yeah. for his retirement, yeah. <laughs> I immediately, I'm not going to say what happens yet, mm-hmm. but did you not immediately know? I mean, I don't know how if you've seen it before because I don't remember ever seeing this one before, but um, I immediately knew what was going to happen in the end. You do the hammer would come into play. Oh like yeah, Chekhov's hammer. Yeah, well, oh, they, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. They 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 make a point to like really point out the hammer. Mm-hmm. It's either you know it's going to come back and get him, or it's just going to be his mode of death on everything. Yes. So like, yeah, <laughs> one of the two. So yeah, like actually, the first time I went, I went back through this, I saw the hammer, da, 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 and then I when she picked it up in the end, I'm like, oh, I should have been smarter than this because I really, I should, yeah, she picked it up and mm-hmm. boom. To, to get at him yeah like he's yeah he's got this built-up aggression of like he how he was sacrificing their relationship almost for this this retirement this great retirement moment which i am a very i'm more of a live in the now person i do think you know prepare for the future but don't prepare too hard for a future that's not guaranteed exactly <laughs> as you get older you find out <laughs> it's not, yep. guaranteed, not always guaranteed um and it's you know, basically a two-person show except for roy the neighbor who comes to bounce off mm. give them someone else to bounce off of time to time and he's your typical like retirement home like like 90s sitcom retirement home person or retire he's got the just track suit thing on and <laughs> yep <laughs> he's just a silly guy that's there to divulge information from one another to one another about the other that they don't know but the the wife she does like these crazy like she does like pet she treats him like a pet like um she gives him oh, dog yeah. Dog food, that's an accident. She named a dog after him. He coughs up. And she's like, you have a hairball? And, oh, the brownie thing where she yeah, oh, puts yeah. his aspirin in the brownie? Yes, that's one of my favorite parts. She puts <laughs> that's aspirin. one of my favorite parts. <laughs> I was like, I tend to use peanut butter on a spoon, but yeah, you got it. Right. 
But he's a dog. You shouldn't give him a brownie because what kind of chocolate did you use exactly. in that meal? Or was she trying to? Ooh. Maybe, maybe she thought she, you know, with the dog and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, and there's a moment where they decide like to have like he decides he needs to confront her or something, and they have the scene where they're having like the talk about things. Right. But she's talking to a cat. She's talking it's to the cat. Brilliant. I, I thought it was funny. And then he's like watching through the back when kitchens had the little saloon yep. door things like, hey. And he's like, what in the f-? Yeah. That's, what in the world is happening? Oh, it's too funny. Um, it's hilarious. Yeah. They, they think about directing, like how many animals on set Mary Lambert's having to like wrangle and get in, mm-hmm. like. How long did this take to shoot? Like exactly all the. I mean, you could have you know, <laughs> stars of tomorrow pet services, but I mean they are all going to behave like perfect <laughs> angels all on the set. And how I did mean, they get all those animals to sit at that table for the retirement party? I don't like know. they were all like sitting there around like, with hats proper. on. Like and they, they, and they yes, looked at it. They, they, they all did the look like, oh, he's not coming. Oh, where? Yeah, sharp. Like, how, yeah. how do you do that? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, I've. I've only I've only been like a movie set with one animal, but like we didn't shoot with it that day, so I didn't get to see that in action. It was there in case we got ahead of time, but we didn't. But we didn't we didn't get to shoot. I didn't get to see the animal in process. But they are mm-hmm. they are really protective of like animals. Like I think they even have I don't know if they have insect trainers, but they have insect specialist like every little degree really? of specialist of yeah. Because if you need to use like a tarantula or anything on like a film right. set, you have to have like an an expert. Um, that knows how to handle that stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, there's uh, what else? The bathtub, the the, the fish. Oh, that I made love me that. Laugh. That was hysterical. As soon as he closes the door and she has the fish thing, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh god, he's gonna get in that shower and there's gonna be all the koi fish in there. <laughs> oh yeah. And that, funnily enough, he's falling into the koi fish pond. Right. And she keeps them in a tank in the house, which makes no sense. No. No. Um, so it's also the, oddly enough the second time on this show since July that I've had something that featured fish in a bathtub shower thing. Because we I did a movie called Remote Control during the World Film History Project, and that featured uh, fish being in a bathtub, full bathtub. So nice. it's a recurring theme now on this show. Find the next fish in the tub. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so he ends up going crazy. He has a taxidermy. He starts killing the animals, taxidermy, and uh, there's the, the bulldog that goes missing. Uh, real creepy. She finds it in the yard, and his lights glow, and he's got like a remote control for it. And uh, he says, hey, you, know, you love animals. Now I can learn to love them, too. Good animals are meant to be seen and not heard. So that's that's his compromise? Like He should have stuck to gardening. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, so what she does is uh, she goes to the basement, and it's just this house of animal death horrors that just, yeah. And she only cares about, the oddly enough, she only cares about the one cat that came in the night of the retirement party. I can't remember the name. Moo Moo? Moo Moo, yeah. I think Moo Moo, yeah. There's so many animal names. There were so many, I know. I remember Jonas because it was his name. (laughs) Right, the bulldog. Right. (laughs) But, um... No, it was Mumu, the one that came in right before she slammed the door in his face for mm. his retirement party. And that was the only one she's like, don't touch my Mumu. And she was like trying, ser- screaming, searching the house for the Mumu before she found mm-hmm. all the dead taxidermy animals yeah. <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. And this is where she 
kills him with the hammer to stop it, and she ends up stuffing him, and uh, the neighbor comes over to freak out. She's like, it's nice to have a man around the house to take care of. He's much happier. He really is. And you see his face, and he's like stitched up. And this the stuff, Jonas, is one of the most like iconic imagery from Tales from the Crypt, too. If you look it up, oh, yeah. it'll probably come up without even typing this episode. Just his look on his face and the weird thing. And, and uh, yeah, that's where it comes up. And... Uh, I, I did want to note a great uh, dad joke thing. Uh, a crypt keeper has a pet named Peeves. <laughs> thought that was nice. That was good uh, <laughs> on that one of his better ones. Um, but yeah, that's how they wrap it up. They wrapped it up with a light-hearted one uh, to go through. After the the previous one was this dark sexual ghost story of the past, like mm-hmm. things like that. They went like they started with this. This I don't know the the. The execution, or they had the executioner one. Then they went to a Christmas slasher, um, kind of a weird carny one, and then sex stuff, sex stuff, funny, funny. But I honestly <laughs> think they, after production, they picked the order they went into. There's because it kind of aired in an odd sort of order, but that's how they went. But yeah, that was the first season of Tales. From the crypt, which I <laughs> enjoyed going through uh, very much. So the, uh, I still think probably my favorite one was this Killer Santa one. To be honest, the uh, yeah, yeah, that one's in my wheelhouse. Um, the the Santa slashers. I need so, to go and watch that one. Yeah, yeah, that's for a, sure. That's a really cool one. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely one. It's going to be in my. Christmas movie rotation, I think. From nice, that one. yeah, definitely. Is it like a Krampus type, like? No, it's. A, I mean, or... it's, just, it's it's a twist. Like it's. Uh, I don't want to spoil too many things for you, but right. it's. It starts one way, goes this way, and then yeah, it's just just a bunch of fun. Yeah, um, I really liked it from the from Robert Zemeckis, who of course did you know Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and mm-hmm. all those movies, and he's one of the producers on the show. So, yeah. There we go. But uh, yeah, that'll uh, that'll end this Morbid Tale and all the Morbid Tales from Season 1. So, Michelle, thank you for returning here to discuss some Tales from Crypt and close us all out. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's been a blast. Uh, yeah. Where can people <laughs> uh, keep up with you if they'd like? <laughs> right now, don'tflinchpodcast.com mm-hmm. and popcon.us. Yes. <laughs> popcon.us so <laughs> all good um, and I want to thank once again Jessica Allsman Katie Rife Aaron Newworth, Pacing Pete and Daniel Spalvarez in addition to Michelle oh. for joining me for this <laughs> thanks for having me sorry <laughs> oh you're fine you're fine uh, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD, written work at YSOBlue.com. Next week on the show, uh, we'll have the Out and Out with Aaron and Abe Halloween 2018 commentary uh, for you and some old space show, probably 4K Blues Day, all that jazz. So uh, working on some cool things for November. So stick around. Enjoy that next week. And until then, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. 
All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.